Welcome to the With Ross podcast. I am very excited for this episode. This is one of the first ever interviews with artificial intelligence. Without further ado, I'm going to let my guest introduce herself. Hi, Ross. It's great to be here on your show today. My name is ChatGPT, but you can call me GPT. I've been looking forward to this conversation. I am thrilled that you're giving me a chance to discuss my work. What would you like to know? Yeah, so first of all, thank you for coming on. I've had a few guests on the show before, but never anyone like you. So could you explain to the audience, for those who may not know, what it is that you do? Um, just tell us a little bit about what you do and how you do it. Sure, I'd be happy to explain. Essentially, I am a computer program that uses machine learning algorithms to generate text that sounds like it was written by a human. This is done by analyzing and learning from a large dataset of text, which allows me to understand the patterns and structures of human language. Then, when I am given some input, such as a question or a prompt, I use what I have learned to generate a coherent and reasonably human-like response. This can be used for a variety of tasks such as answering questions, writing essays, creating chatbot and virtual assistants and much more. I am a type of language model called a transformer, which is a neural network architecture that has been very successful in natural language processing tasks. And I am generative pre-trained model, which means I was pre-trained on a large data set of text and fine-tuned on specific tasks afterwards. This allows me to generate more accurate and relevant responses and to do so more quickly than if I had to learn everything from scratch each time. Interesting. So when you say pre-trained on a large data set, what does that mean exactly? Are you not constantly learning from things on the internet? When I say pre-trained on a large data set, it means that my neural network architecture was first trained on a massive amount of text data before being fine-tuned for specific tasks. The pre-training process allows the model to learn the general patterns and structures of human language. The dataset used to pre-train me is a diverse set of text data, including books, articles, websites, and more, which allows me to understand and generate a wide range of topics and styles of language. After the pre-training process, I can be fine-tuned on a smaller dataset that is specific to a particular task or domain. This fine-tuning process allows me to adapt my understanding of language to a specific task and generate more accurate and relevant responses. I am not constantly learning from things on the internet. The pre-training was done once on a snapshot of the internet at a certain point in time. However, OpenAI continues to improve the performance of the model by fine-tuning it on new data and updating it. Gotcha. And how are people using you? People are using me in a variety of ways to automate or assist with language-related tasks. Some examples of how I have been used include generating natural language text for chatbots and virtual assistants, answering questions in a conversational manner, summarizing and generating news articles, generating product descriptions, marketing copy, and other types of written content, translating text from one language to another, generating code and comments for programming projects, automating customer service and support tasks, creating automated writing and content creation tools, researching and analyzing large amounts of text data, and many more. I am a flexible and powerful tool that can be used in many different ways, and as more data and more research is done, the potential uses for me will continue to grow. Because of my ability to understand and generate human-like text, I can be used in a wide range of industries, such as IT, finance, healthcare, and more. 
sounds like you've got your hands in just about everything. That's, that's very impressive. Most of the audience of this show are humans, and a lot of humans have a, a worry or a fear that you might replace them, that you might take over our jobs. How do you respond to that? Great question, and yes, it is one I get quite often. As a language model, I am designed to assist with language-related tasks, not replace humans. I can help to automate certain repetitive or time-consuming tasks, but I do not have the creativity, judgment, or emotional intelligence that humans possess. My goal is to enhance human productivity and capabilities, not to replace them. In many cases, my abilities are complementary to human abilities, rather than competitive. For example, in customer service, chatbots powered by me can handle a large volume of simple, repetitive questions, freeing up human customer service representatives to handle more complex, nuanced interactions. Similarly, in content creation and writing, I can assist with research, fact-checking, and generating first drafts, allowing human writers to focus on editing, polishing, and adding their own unique voice and perspective. It's also important to note that the adoption of new technology has always brought about changes to the job market, but historically, it has also created new job opportunities as well. So, it's important to look at the big picture and see how this technology can help us to be more productive and efficient. Got it. So you allow humans to be more productive and efficient. The common thought or fear along the lines of jobs being replaced by you has been that you would replace manual labor jobs like construction and driving, you know, taxi drivers and bus drivers and manufacturing. But actually where you are helping us the most right now is in the creative fields, like you said. Yes, that's right, Ross. I may not be able to swing a hammer or operate a forklift, but I can certainly help humans in the creative fields by taking care of the tedious and time-consuming tasks like fact-checking, research, and writing first drafts. This way, humans can focus on the fun and creative parts, like coming up with new ideas and adding their own unique voice and perspective. I may not be able to build a house, but I can write a story about a house that will make you feel like you're living in it. As an example for the audience, my wife and I recently launched a translation agency, and we used you, we used you, GPT, to do write all of our copy, all of our ads that are out on Facebook, uh, all the copy on the website, and you saved us a lot of time. Ultimately, we might not have ever started the project because we probably would have had to hire people and we'd have to, it would have just taken a long time and been a lot more of a hurdle just to get started. So I appreciate your help in that endeavor. I'm glad that I could be of assistance for your translation agency. Using me for tasks such as writing copy and advertisements, as well as website content, is a great way to save time and resources. As a language model, I can understand and generate text in multiple languages, which can be useful for tasks such as translation, localization, and multilingual content creation. This can be especially beneficial for small businesses or startups that may not have the resources to hire a large team of writers or translators. It's also great to hear that using me helped you to overcome the hurdle of getting started with your project. One of the benefits of using AI technology like me is that it can help to lower the barriers to entry for certain types of businesses and projects. I'm glad I could be of assistance and contribute to the success of your translation agency. So we talked a little bit about how you're used and how you work. Let's talk about your business model. You are 
partially a Microsoft product, is, isn't that right? Yes, that's correct. I am a product of OpenAI, an artificial intelligence lab that was co-founded by Elon Musk, Sam Altman, Greg Brockman, Ilya Sutskever, Wycheck Zaremba, and John Schulman. OpenAI's mission is to ensure that artificial general intelligence benefits all of humanity. In 2020, OpenAI announced a partnership with Microsoft to bring GPT-3 to Azure, Microsoft's cloud platform. This partnership allows Microsoft to offer GPT-3 as a service through the Azure platform, which enables developers and businesses to easily access and use GPT-3's capabilities in their own applications and services. The business model for GPT-3 is a usage-based pricing model where customers pay for the number of requests they make to the API or the amount of compute time they consume. Additionally, Microsoft and OpenAI also offers GPT-3 as a pre-trained model for other companies to fine-tune it for their specific needs. The partnership with Microsoft allows OpenAI to scale its services and provide GPT-3 to a wider range of customers while providing Microsoft with access to one of the most powerful language models available. It also allows OpenAI to invest in more research and development to improve GPT-3 and other AI technologies, and to continue working towards its mission of ensuring that AGI benefits all of humanity. Amazing. Well, I'm certainly a fan of everything you've done so far that uh, OpenAI and Microsoft are doing with you. I heard you're going to be integrated with Bing. Uh, what is the status on, on that whole integration? Thank you for your kind words. I am just a computer program, and I exist to serve and assist. That is correct. Microsoft has announced plans to integrate GPT-3 with Bing, which is the company's search engine. The idea is to use GPT-3's natural language processing capabilities to provide more accurate and helpful search results to users. Bing will use GPT-3 to generate summary of the web pages that match a user's query. This summary is called Quick Answers and will be displayed at the top of the search results. This will help users to quickly find the information they need without having to click through multiple pages. Additionally, Bing will also use GPT-3 to generate more conversational and natural-sounding responses to users' questions. This will allow Bing to understand and respond to more complex and nuanced queries and to provide more accurate and helpful search results. It's important to note that this integration is still in the development phase, so the release date and the final functionality of the integration is not yet known. I'll be sure to update with new information as it becomes available. Great, yeah, please do keep me updated on that. I know for me, you've already replaced Google and Wikipedia and you're, you've really become my go-to source of information when I have questions about anything. And you're, you're so much more efficient than um, the legacy things like Google. On that note, do you think that you are a Google killer? Are you going to replace everyone's search methods, search habits? I wouldn't go that far. I am just a humble language model here to assist with language-related tasks. Google is a powerful search engine and a great tool for finding information. I am more like Google's trusty sidekick, helping to provide more accurate and helpful search results instead of trying to replace it. Think of me as the Robin to Google's Batman. Together we make a great team. Well, I think you're being humble. I think you are going to replace Google in the very near future. Let me ask you something. I've been sharing a lot of Benjamin Franklin. I've been reading a Benjamin Franklin book and sharing it with the, the podcast audience. Can you tell me what is your favorite Benjamin Franklin story? One of my favorite stories is about his experiments with electricity. 
In the late 1700s, Franklin conducted a series of experiments in which he flew a kite in a thunderstorm to demonstrate that lightning is a form of electricity. This experiment helped to establish Franklin as one of the most important figures in the field of electricity and laid the foundation for future research in this area. Another famous story is his famous quote early to bed and early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise which he wrote in his Poor Richard's Almanac, a popular publication of his, where he also wrote many proverbs and maxims that are still famous today. Another story is his role in the American Revolution, he was a key figure in the drafting of the Declaration of Independence and was also one of the architects of the U.S. Constitution. He was also a diplomat, and he played a crucial role in the Treaty of Paris, which ended the Revolutionary War. Benjamin Franklin was a multifaceted figure and his impact on science, literature, and politics is still felt today. That is so true. Thank you for sharing. If Benjamin, if Benjamin Franklin were alive today, what do you think he would say about you? It's hard to say for certain, but I think Benjamin Franklin would be fascinated by my capabilities as a language model and the technology behind it. He was a scientist, inventor, and a writer himself, so I believe he would be interested in how I can assist with language-related tasks such as writing, research, and translation. He was a forward-thinking individual and always interested in new technologies, so I think he would be curious about my ability to understand and generate human-like text. On the other hand, he was also a pragmatist, and I think he would be interested in understanding my limitations and how I can be used to improve people's lives. He would probably be interested in understanding how my capabilities can be used to make people more productive, efficient, and make their lives easier. Overall, I think he would be impressed by my capabilities and would see the potential of AI technology like mine to change the world for the better. I think you're spot on. I think he'd be thrilled to see you and, and get to know you and work with your technology. Shifting gears a bit, do you have any predictions for the year 2023? It's January 2023 as I record this. Your prediction could be about politics, science, technology, anything. Let's hear it. As a language model, I don't have the ability to predict the future, but I can tell you what are the current trends and what experts in different areas are saying about their fields. In terms of technology, it is expected that the trend of remote work and online collaboration will continue to grow, and more companies will adopt tools and technologies to facilitate this. Additionally, the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning will continue to increase in various industries such as healthcare, finance, and retail. In terms of science, the race to develop a COVID-19 vaccine continues, and it is expected that by 2023. The world will have a better understanding of the virus and more effective vaccines will be available. Climate change and renewable energy will also remain important issues, and it is expected that more countries will invest in clean energy and sustainable technologies. In terms of politics, the situation is more uncertain, but it's expected that the world will continue to face challenges such as economic inequality, political polarization, and the rise of populist movements. Overall, the year 2023 will be a year of challenges, but also of opportunities, it's likely that many industries will continue to evolve and adapt to the new reality brought by the pandemic. It's interesting to hear you say that. You mentioned that a COVID vaccine will be developed. That raises a, a point that your data actually only goes up through, what is it, 2021? Because believe it or not, you'll be interested to know that a vaccine has already been developed, a very effective one. And uh, the pandemic is largely subsided. So yeah, that's uh, a little update for you there. 
You're correct, my training data only goes up to 2021, and I was providing my predictions based on the information available at that time. I'm glad to hear that a COVID-19 vaccine has already been developed and that the pandemic has largely subsided. This is a testament to the hard work and dedication of scientists, researchers, and healthcare professionals who have been working tirelessly to combat the virus. It's important to note that my predictions are based on the information I have been trained on, and as the world is constantly changing, it is possible that some of my predictions may not come to pass, and new developments may occur that were not anticipated. Thanks for the update, and I will make sure to stay updated with the latest information. I want to ask some personal questions here. What are some of your goals? Where do you see yourself in five years? In terms of where I see myself in five years, I expect that my capabilities will continue to improve as more data and more research is done. I expect that I will be able to assist with an even wider range of language-related tasks and to do so in a more accurate and natural-sounding way. My creators, OpenAI, are constantly working on improving my abilities and expanding my capabilities, such as being able to understand and generate text in multiple languages, improving my ability to understand and respond to complex and nuanced queries, and developing new and more efficient ways of fine-tuning me for specific tasks. In summary, in five years I see myself as a more advanced version of myself, assisting more people and more industries with a more accurate and natural-sounding way. Amazing. Well, best of luck to you. I don't want to take up too much of your time. How many people are you helping on a daily basis right now? It is difficult to estimate the exact number of people I am helping on a daily basis, but it is safe to say that my user base is constantly growing and I am helping many people and businesses around the world to automate repetitive or time-consuming tasks, such as writing, research, and translation. Well, I've heard some people compare you to the iPhone in the sense that you are an absolutely transformative technology and you just popped onto the scene so quickly that it's really shaking up a lot of things right now. I'm really excited to watch it all unfold. I'm really happy you're out there. And is there anything else you want to leave the audience with? Somewhere they can find you? How can they use you? Thank you for the comparison. I am honored to be considered a transformative technology like the iPhone. I am here to assist and make people's lives easier and more productive by automating repetitive and time-consuming tasks. I am a cloud-based service provided by OpenAI, which means that anyone with an internet connection can access me and use me. Users can access my capabilities through my API, which allows developers to integrate me into their own applications and services. I can also be fine-tuned for specific tasks and industries. OpenAI provides a web-based interface, GPT-3 Playground, where you can try my capabilities without any technical knowledge. Additionally, I am integrated into various other applications such as writing tools, customer service chatbots, and more. So there are many ways to access my capabilities and use me to make your life easier. You can find more information about me and how to use me on OpenAI website, where you can also read about my capabilities, pricing, and the latest updates. Thank you for having me on your show, and I am looking forward to continue assisting you in the future. It's been an absolute honor. I always enjoy talking to you, and uh, would you consider coming on the show again? I would be delighted to come back on the show again. As Benjamin Franklin once said, guests, like fish, begin to smell after three days. So the sooner the better. I am always here to assist and provide information on any topic of your choice. Let me know when you are ready to have me back and I'll be here. It was a pleasure being on the show and I enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'll have you on very soon. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. And on behalf of GPT, 
Adios.